This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Let's get to the news of the day, the real news of the day as it pertains to this offseason. I think it's interesting that the first name that to emerge in the offensive coordinator search for the Bears was Shane Waldron, the Seahawks offensive coordinator, who was suddenly looking for a job because Pete Carroll got fired. And Shane Waldron has been there for three seasons, well-respected, highly regarded around the league, a Sean McVay uh, disciple if you will so he comes from that kind of branch of the McVeigh tree he also worked in Washington uh, has a background that you look at and you say okay those systems that approach I could see why he would be appealing also had some success with the running game with the Seahawks Dan because he is first does that make him uh, ahead of the pack or how do you interpret Shane Waldron appearing on the Bears list. Well, he was he was first to uh, be revealed, you know, and so we'll, we'll kind of wait and get a get a feel for um, other candidates that the Bears will reach out to and talk to. You'd imagine they they'd want to um, go through a handful. And listen, one of the questions I asked Matt on uh, Wednesday evening was, "Look, like the, there's other teams that are going to be trying to fill similar positions. So how urgent is this for you?" And he stressed that he did realize that there was an urgency to this. Uh, it's an interesting name for sure on a, on a couple of levels, and, and just the the idea that that he's got a track record of having been around um, some highly qualified head coaches in his in his time in the league. He does, uh, you know notably run a system similar to the one that Luke Getze also ran here in Chicago, um, but obviously didn't call well enough to, for the bears to keep them. Um, you know, another name that's popped up on my radar from a couple of different people is Daryl Bevel, who is currently the, the dolphins passing game coordinator. You probably remember that he was a finalist for the bears head coaching job in 2000, 2013 when they hired Mark Tressman, he was also uh, rumored slash linked to potential assistant coach openings when Matt Nagy was assembling his initial staff in 2018. So there's familiarity in the building. Uh, I believe he overlapped during his time in Minnesota with team president Kevin Warren. So there'd be in building intel uh, in that regard. Um, but that name's popped up a little bit as well. You, you're starting to see kind of some overlap in the lists. You know, is, is Jim Caldwell a guy they reach out to again? Wow. <laughs> you know, is, is Kellen, Kellen Moore on their list? What do we think of? Uh, Eric Bieniemy, um, you know the Greg Romans and Frank Reichs of the world. It's going to be an interesting few weeks, but but Shane Waldron's name uh, being the first out there gives you an idea that the Bears are are open minded and getting after this pretty quickly, considering that that came about twelve hours after they uh, told Luke Getzey he would no longer be a coach in Hell. It also suggests to me that all of the concern and consternation about how nobody's going to want to work in Chicago, nobody's going to want to be. Uh, taking that job because of the lame duck status of Matt Eberflus or the uncertainty at the quarterback position. I just don't buy that. I mean, I, I just think that when you're in the business that you look at things differently than you do from the outside and, and everybody looks like every coach believes that they can be the guy that fixes the problem. That's a chronic issue. And so I look at the bear situation, maybe the chance to, 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Coach, a number one overall draft pick uh, in a city like Chicago with a defense that, you know, is going to be an anchor, pretty appealing. Well, look, like I I certainly have never framed it as nobody is going to want to look at this job, but I do think that they may face a restricted candidate pool or at least an uphill battle in convincing certain candidates that this is the job for them. You used an operative word in that last sentence that you just said, which was maybe you may be able to coach a a young quarterback draft prospect, or maybe they tell you you're going to have to try to reclaim the current guy, which again, as we've talked about previously, has less appeal to a lot of coaches in this league who might say, you know what, there's two other jobs open where I know they're drafting a quarterback and I can get out on the ground floor and use that as my escalator uh, in my career rather than trying to um, use what you're proposing for it. And so there is, you know, there is complexity to that. Fair point. And there may be an impediment for, for certain candidates in that regard. As I kind of slept on everything that happened on, on Wednesday and woke up on Thursday, David, my, my thought was it's easy to have knee-jerk reactions to all of this. And that's what the fan base and to a large extent, um, you know, our audience is conditioned to do. For me, the next step is seeing exactly who they hire before I cast uh, judgment or um, have a celebration or point the blame game at, at anyone because I just need to know what this hiring process looks like and who they ultimately end up with. If they wind up with a uh, an offensive coordinator slash play caller, who we all go is, yeah, that's that's either a rising star or an established proven uh, talent at the position they're hiring for. I think we'll all feel a lot better about what happened on Wednesday. But until then, we kind of just play the waiting game, and that leaves for that uncomfortable anxiety that often triggers people into to having rants and, and explosions wherever they have their most famous rants and explosions. Is it unfair to think or to suggest that if you are a guy like Shane Waldron or the, guy, the candidates you mentioned, established play callers with experience, is it unfair to suggest that they might look at the bear situation and be curious and maybe even excited unless the job description was to try to revive Justin Fields career or to make him into a more polished NFL quarterback. Um, ask that again. So, so I, I want to know, I want to know this because I, I, my, my inclination is that if I'm Shane Waldron and I'm probably going to be, pursued because of my experience he had some success in seattle the numbers this year weren't the greatest but i think he's well respected helped you unlock agree? geno smith yeah you, yeah so i think we agree that he's he probably is a candidate that would be he's gonna have some options right sure yes, so if, exactly. if i'm shane waldron and i go to hallis hall let's say i uber to hallis hall <laughs> i get dropped off if i'm gonna tell my uber driver to stay there for until you hear from me if I get into the interview and the first thing I'm going to, my, my first question is, okay, what quarterback am I calling plays for? If it's like, well, we want you to really rescue the career of Justin Fields and make him into a polished passer. I'm probably texting my Uber driver and saying, okay, I'll be right out in five minutes. <laughs> if it's like, you know, you're going to get a chance to call plays for the number one overall draft pick, a guy with a high ceiling who some talent evaluators think is, 
uh, the best quarterback in the draft in, in several years, I'm probably going to text my driver and say, okay, I'm going to be here for a while. I'll, I'll text you when I need a ride. I, my point is that, like, is that going to be an impediment? Is, is, if they stick with Justin Fields, don't they have to declare that during the interview? And would that keep people away? Uh, okay, so there's a, there's a, a, a little bit here. First of all, Shane, I think uh, Peter, a friend of the podcast, Peter at the House Hall Security Shack, is going to tell you to park the Uber down the block and maybe in the <laughs> Abbott lot nearby because we can't just keep clogging traffic here in the main drive. So let's get that under nice job, un- <laughs> understood yeah. here. Yeah, kudos to Peter for the job that he does there. Honestly, <laughs> one of the best employees they have there. Um, I don't think you can show your hand entirely because it, 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 for, for those who then don't take the job, your word is spread to the entire NFL world on what you're going to do at the quarterback position. And that's not a good way to do business when you're trying to uh, at least go through a process of, of deciding what you're going to do. So I don't think you can declare that definitively. And I do think that that's part of the complexity that the bears are going to face in this next stage of interviewing and, and attracting candidates and then ultimately hiring one. Um, I also think that for, these candidates, like num- first and foremost, you want to feel a philosophical connection with Matt Eberflus. You know, you don't want to come in here and feel like, okay, I'm restricted from doing what I do best because he's got a certain way that he likes to do things. And so you got to marry up. Hey, Mr. Defensive Minded Head Coach, how aggressive are you willing to let me be? Uh, we know that obviously taking care of the football and avoiding sacks is a big deal in your world. But if I want to unlock a few things in whatever quarterback I'm working with, can I, do I have a little bit more free reign to to make some mistakes in, in the interest of, of – like there's a lot of questions you need to ask to, to form that philosophical connection with what is going to be your boss. Um, and then to the point that you just made, I think you are going to ask questions and try to get a feel – on how the people in that building feel about Justin Fields, even if they're not going to declare, hey, yeah, we're launching him, we're trading him on April 3rd, <laughs> you know, no matter what, uh, you're going to want to have a sense. And you can pick those things up in conversations. Uh, you can understand how they talk about that quarterback, what they feel about his current state of growth and where they see his potential going. Um, that's all business that that these coordinator candidates are going to have to sift through there and they're going to have to keep their, <laughs> their Uber drivers close. Um, in some cases... They may have a, 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 a car service that brings them to the house hall. And David, in some cases, depending on how good the candidate is, there's a possibility that George McCaskey will be in the White Sox lot at O'Hare uh, with his car getting ready to drive said candidate to the building himself. So let's keep an eye out for that. Would he be in long-term parking or short-term parking? Usually short term, yeah. Okay, I, mean, I, I just didn't know it might save a couple dollars. If you well, yeah, well, they, yeah, well, maybe you go down to the rental car transit. lot and make them take the kiss and fly shuttle uh, exactly. over there, and and and, you, and honestly, that's actually logistically a little bit easier. The air uh, trans as, as know, an o- O'Hare yeah. veteran, yeah, finally up and running now after several years <laughs> of being dormant.